Hey everyone, welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm Melody Pormorati. And as you guys know, when I get the opportunity to hang out with amazing women on their podcasts, I love to share them with you and bring you their insights as well. So this is another one of our crossover podcast episodes. I hung out with the ladies at the Be Real podcast, Diana and Adnisha. They were so amazing. They made me feel at home. And we talked about a lot of very important things in the world of girls empowerment, female empowerment, female run and led businesses. And uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I did. And let me know, how do you like these crossover episodes, crossover events. Uh, Do you prefer the solo episodes? Do you like interviews? Do you like other podcast episodes? I'm here for it. I want to know and I want to bring you more content that you are looking for. So open communication always, always is very welcome. Without further ado, enjoy this Empowering Her podcast coming together with the Be Real podcast. Sending lots of love to you all. We have an amazing show today. I'm super excited. Yes. We have Melody uh, Pormorati is here today. Yeah. She is the founder of Girl Life and her program is absolutely off the chain. It is so good. And like any women woman who is listening right now, who's like, I don't know, thinking about changing careers and wants to empower young girls, this is for you. Any mothers of young girls, this is totally for you. Teachers, whatever. This is like the best. So sit back, grab your tea and have a listen because Melody is the real deal. Give us a brief introduction about who you are. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here with both of you. And my name is Melody Pormorati, and I am a what am I? I'm a girl mom. I'm a twin girl mom. (laughs) Like we all wear so many hats, right? And and we give these intros all the time. I just want to keep it real. I am a twin girl mom to 14 year old girls, women's empowerment coach. And I'm the creator of the girl life certification program, which is actually uh, a program that empowers women to empower girls, which is my greatest mission really here on this planet is to give women the skills that they need to run income generating girls empowerment workshops to fuel their own passion and really introduce girls to their superpowers. I think we need more of that on this planet and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Well, I'm super excited. I am 1000%, if not more, I don't even know how I would put it uh, behind this mission. I love everything about it. And I bless your heart. You have two 14 year old girls at home. All right. At the same age. Okay, mama, you did. You, you bring it. I love it. I don't even know where to begin. I want to know how you came up with the idea and how it started. Great question. So I had been working as an empowerment coach for years and I was working primarily with women. One of the main patterns that I noticed with every woman that I worked with, and this I mean, I am totally included in this. Whatever I wanted to make transformational change, what I noticed was I had to first unlearn all of the fears that were placed on me in my girlhood. There was fear of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being pretty enough, people comparing me right in front of my face to other girls, to my sisters. I mean, just a lot of craziness. And I hated that. I was like, we could do so much better. We can do so much better than this for our future generation of women. 
where we build them up with like this strong foundation, an unshakable foundation so that when life happens and life will, because this is just part of the human experience, we have the tools that we need to go through it with resilience and ease and grace. I quickly decided that we need to start with the girls. And so I scaled it all back and everything that I had been doing with women, I found a way to translate it and make it fun for girls. I kind of had this aha epiphany. I had that, right? So there was that one piece. And then there's this other piece. I was in the Caribbean with my daughters seven, eight years ago, and I was watching them. They were holding hands and they were skipping waves on the beach. They were happier than anything. And they were totally present in the moment. They weren't thinking about what are they going to be doing in an hour or in a year. They were not thinking about what they said a minute ago and what happened two hours ago. All of it was very much hyper-focused on this moment and enjoying it. And I was thinking like, what is it that happens from this age to the age that I was at at the time. And I was thinking I had my clients on my mind. I had some of my own personal stuff on my mind. And I was like, something, there's something that happens. And so we need to catch these girls when they're young and give them those inner tools. So that was kind of the true epiphany moment of this whole mission. And so I'm the type of person that when I have an idea on my heart, I don't sit on it. I immediately take action, even if it's complete. I mean, it's imperfect. It's always imperfect action because there's no such thing as perfection. So I took, you know, my notebook, I started writing notes. I started speaking with anyone who would listen to me on this trip. I'm telling you, like if your beach chair was next to mine, like I I felt for you, there were teachers, there were men, there were women, there were kids. I was talking to everybody and getting their input. And so I went home and a week later, I welcomed 22 girls into my first girls empowerment workshop. And that was kind of like the beginning of, of what girl life is today. That is amazing because that is fast. A week <laughs> after, right? like, I, I love that you don't sit on anything. No, that was no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and were um, these like girls? So did you reach out to your client base maybe to see if they had like daughters or nieces or whoever to put in this or like from your kid's school? Like, how did you get these girls? It was a little bit of everything. So <laughs> I think that First, yes, I know. I I really worked fast on that one, but because I knew that if I didn't do it right away, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. happen. Like I had, I had to strike while the iron was hot, like the passion was overflowing and I needed to make it happen. So, um, I put something out on Facebook. I have the message to this day, the exact message that I put out there. And I just posted, I like fully authentic, keeping Mm -hmm. it real, Guys, this is what I wish I had when I was growing up. I have this desire on my heart to introduce girls to all of the brilliance and magnificence that lives within them. And I would love to welcome your daughters to my very first workshop. We're going to be talking about how our thoughts create our world and how we get to decide how we operate in this world. And 
it was crazy. I think I got a hundred responses. I wasn't even active on Facebook, but everyone was like, sign me up, sign my daughter up, sign her sister up. Let's do this. I'm sharing this. Like there were like 50 shares because everyone said, where has this been? I just felt, I just felt like, yes, you know, when you co-create with the universe, when you put something out there, all of these invisible doors open. And that's really what this has been from, from the beginning. That's what this has been. I'm always in awe sometimes of the confidence that men have at times. And I'm like, where did they get this from? Like this belief that they can do anything and everything. And of course, that's not all men, but I find it more in men than I do in women. And I know as a little girl, I didn't know who I was going to be, right? There was so much fear. There was so much just, is this going to work? Maybe somehow. And no one taught me how to be a leader. That wasn't the focus. Yeah. And, you know, one of my friends, his daughter uh, just got into this private school and the head of the schools talked about it's an all girls school, the importance of making young women leaders at such a young age, like in middle school, start to talk about it then see that light that they have in them now. So then it can shine bright when they become adults. Mm, so- but I think sometimes we don't even learn that even when we're in college, yeah. it still doesn't feel like the, the talk is for women to be leaders. Yeah, I'm so with you, Adnisha. I think that young boys are are encouraged to take risks. Yeah. They're encouraged to go out there and just do it. Just do it. You don't even have to be fully prepared. Just do it. We as women, meanwhile, are over-preparing. We're more than qualified. We're over-qualified for so many of the things that we put out there that we want to do. Um, it's just, I think that socialization starts really, really young. Mm-hmm. And this is why we need to be a part of this change. It's the way we interact with our girls. It's the way we interact with our boys. The boys are a big part of this equation too, but let's teach our girls to take risks too. Let's teach our girls to, to think big. There's such different messaging for the two. And, and I think we need to align that a little bit. And, and I think that'll work for both girls and boys. Cause there's a lot of pressure on the boys too, oh, of course, you oh, know, for sure. So I I'm with you on that. We, we need to get it to the girls. And I say, like you were saying, middle school and high school, our program starts for girls ages five and up because I feel, wow. yeah. 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 You know, a girl's self-confidence peaks at nine, which to me is pure insanity because they have their entire lives ahead of them. And so we need to catch them well before the age nine, because we want to build them up. We want them to know you've got this inner light and this inner strength and it's not going anywhere. So let's hold on tight. What? That's amazing. Nine, nine, five-year-olds are so fun too. That's first grade or kindergarten. Kindergarten. Um, I think kindergarten. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Now, when the girls come together, do they come together in age groups or do you put five to nine year olds together like Montessori? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, because there's something to be learned from a night like you could do it. It can be either way. Right. Like if you're five and you're learning from a nine year old. So I'm just curious. That's a great question. So uh, the way that I encourage our facilitators to do it is to split it up by age group, especially when the facilitators are just starting out because we train women to run this program in their local community. But I do love the magic that happens when a facilitator is more seasoned and they do welcome all the different age groups. 
you know, everyone gets the opportunity to step into a leadership role, to teach, to learn. And there's definitely a magic that happens there too. But when we're starting out, uh, most definitely, like if we can do five and six-year-olds together, seven and eight-year-olds together, something really interesting happens when the younger girls come versus when the older girls come. Like when we get girls as teenagers, they walk in and they've kind of like you know, they're very much aware of what they think the other girls are thinking of them. Mm -hmm. They're very, very um, reserved. They're not as interested in using their voice and speaking up again, because of that conditioning that goes on. The younger girls come in and they're just so outspoken. They have so much to say. I always make my younger girl group smaller because I want them each to have the opportunity to contribute. And boy, do they contribute like they don't. (laughs) And, you know, when you tell them these ideas, when you when you give them these new ways of thinking, you just see like the wonder and awe. Um, you see the light bulb go off in their brain, these young girls, and they're they're feeling it and they're internalizing it and they're going with it. And so while we need to serve girls at every age, it's just so fascinating to me still how different it is to work with the younger girls than with the older girls who we just need a little extra time for them to, to just be present with the messages and to open up. Right. There's so much more uh, reconditioning with the older girls yeah. than there is with a with a younger girl, right? With a five-year-old, it's sort of like that new clay <laughs> that you can like really mold. And then the other, we got to like break it down more, put it back in the, what is it? The kiln and bring it out, whatever it's called. Um, what is a typical group like? Like how long is it? How long does the curriculum run? Like yeah, I want to, because I kind of want to be five right now, but sure. go ahead. And the need for this is so, and I wanted to go back to the post on Facebook, like that you could pull together that many girls in a week screams to the need for this program screams like, like fireworks. So and that's not just my experience. That's no. the experience of all the facilitators. I give yeah. all of our facilitators that exact letter. And mm-hmm. I say, I want you to put this out on social media as soon as you're up and running, because it does yeah. things like it, it just sparks this curiosity in people mm-hmm. and they want to be a part of it. So the workshops run for two hours. It's a little bit different right now because of the global pandemic. <laughs> yes. We're doing virtual workshops right now, which I always say we don't want to, them to run more than an hour and a half just because it's too much. It's too much for the kids. They're already staring at a screen for school all day long. So uh, we cap it at an hour and a half, but I'm going to describe uh, an in-person workshop and put it out there in the universe and hope that it happens soon. soon. Again, we're going back. We're going <laughs> yeah. back. We're going back. Um, they last two hours and they're a mixture of a lot of fun things. The first thing we do is we get together on the ground in a circle and I introduce the principle of the workshop. So let's say it's the, the my words create my world workshop. We talk to the girls about how their words hold so much power and their words create their reality. And sometimes we say things that we don't really mean. And that's actually having like 
a, a response to the way we operate in the world. So of course I say this in a way that makes sense for the kids, but we introduce that topic. And then I just open up the dialogue. What do you think of that? You know, has there been a time in your life where you've said something you didn't mean and it had a result that you didn't want in your life? And just talking about that power. Uh, and then we always have a craft. There's always an empowering craft that we do. Cause I feel like when we can get our hands dirty and we can actually physically create something and give it to the girls to take home with them as a visual prompt, it's so, so powerful. Like something so simple in our gratitude workshop, we do a gratitude jar. They just decorate this jar and we give them pretty origami paper and they write their gratitudes in there. And then we tell them, I want you to go home and put this somewhere where you can see it every single day. And I want you to drop a note in every single day. And what happens is we're activating them to constantly be seeking something to be grateful for throughout the day, something to have appreciation for. And we're pro we're reprogramming them. We're teaching them what it is to be grateful and how it has the power to change your entire day. So each workshop has a craft. And then we also do a nutrition project. We juice together because we talk about how it's not just the thoughts that we think, but it's also the foods that we eat, how we treat our bodies. And so that's kind of like, you know, it's at the end of it all, we, we set up a, a little bar with kale and with oranges and pears and celery. And we have all the girls take a kale challenge and have them really like step out of their comfort zone and put something in their juice that they would never do. And that's usually kale or spinach. Um, they make their own recipes. We juice and then they just hang out and we, they talk about what they learned. We turn on some fun, empowering music and uh, they all call it the juice party. And that's like their favorite part. That's their favorite part. So that's just like a little rundown of what a workshop looks like. All I could think of was the transitional object. Of course, I'm going to bring it back to that. Like taking that transitional object and being able to bring it with you. I was like, oh, that's so genius. Like it definitely, it brings that feeling with you all the time, right? That is the actual reason that children have transitional objects. So it's just a wonderful experience to be able to see that gratitude jar. I was going to say journal, but jar, <laughs> gratitude jar and all of those things. And like, I'm with them. I don't like kale in my smoothie. So I'm right there. I'm like, I try to do it every time. And I'm like, Ugh. let me tell you a story though. In, Please. in juice, in juice, you can barely taste the kale in the juice. Just put it in and out there. Do you, do you kale in your smoothie, Anisha? I feel like I'm you a do. spinach girl. Yeah. yeah. I put spinach in everything. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. I mean, I love it. Um, is <laughs> I can't do it. Like I look, I don't know why. I, I, it's too rough for my stomach. Like if I just kind of eat it straight up, it's the roughage is just too much. So I have to go with spinach. You go with the spinach. Yeah. And that they all do it is amazing. So is there any difference between the in the five year olds and the nine year olds in their programming? Or is like the is the curriculum the same? The curriculum's the same, but the way that we teach it in our certification program is we teach them how to modify based on the age group that they're working with. So the curriculum is the same because the principles are so universal. Uh, but you know, if I'm speaking to five and six year olds, I'm going to use my hands more and I'm going to be more animated and I'm mm -hmm. going to, you know, going to try to make it 
it's such an exciting experience. If I'm speaking to teens, however, if I start doing this, they will like, look at me like I'm crazy. And while I'm talking to the teens, I'm like trying to be their peer, trying to be there with them, meet them where they're at. Like with every age group though, I can tell you for sure that the common thread that runs through all of it is that these girls are feeling seen and heard and acknowledged. And you know, in a world where I, I know I do this, I, as I mentioned, I'm a mom, I have my phone, I, I'm working 24 seven, I just am, I, I just am, I'm working with, you know, our facilitators who live in different parts of the world, I'm always accessible, and I'm totally aware of it. And I do try to really step away from the phone. But I'm probably not even acknowledging and validating my own children. And we live under the same roof and spent hours together. But when these girls come into the workshop, they have your undivided attention for two hours. I I think it's partly, not partly, it's probably the greatest gift that we give is just to witness them. Everything else is a bonus. You know, you were talking earlier about taking risk and something so small as putting kale in your juice for them could feel like a risk, right? Because it's something that they don't normally do. So even through this small, you know, act, you're showing them like you can take a risk and it can really pay off, right? And it doesn't have to be so scary. And then I was thinking about the gratitude jar and I think it can feel scary to try and find something to be grateful for every day, right? Because our thoughts sometimes control us. And if we're not in a good place, sometimes we just want to stay there. We want to stay stuck there. But what if you kind of went out on a limb every day and tried to find something that you were grateful for and tried to find your joy on a daily basis, how that could change the way you think. And so for you to ask them to do that, I think is just really great. That And they're willing to do it. And again, there's that risk for them to be willing to do something different and know that, you know what, it can be okay it can be something that you really enjoy. You can get so much from this. Teaching girls that so early, you can imagine what type of women they will be. Thank you for saying that, Anisha. Yeah, that's the goal. That's really, really the goal is to get them to, to do take one tiny action each day, just like you said, with dropping that note and taking a risk on yourself. It changes you. It really, really changes you. I just started doing this thing on my Instagram stories where everything's feeling stale. I've been home for a year. I mean, I've done things, don't get me wrong, but like things are feeling stale. And I asked myself, how can I like reignite my my excitement just for life? And so on my Instagram stories, I started seeking things that were beautiful, things that uplifted me. I started focusing my attention on those things and kind of like the girl seeking gratitude. I'm seeking the beautiful things in life. So whether it's a bird on a tree or, you know, just like the snow melting, whatever it may be. And I'm posting those things. Those are the things that are lighting me up right now. But like whatever we tune into is the reality that we that we create for ourselves. And to just really acknowledge how powerful we are is everything is everything. And that's what, you know, empower we teach the girls. There is a power inside of you that, that once you just learn how to harness that, it's everything. So we're actually going to take a break, but when we get back, I want to talk a bit more about like the certification process and how someone can become certified and kind of facilitate these workshops. Okay. So we'll take a small break guys and we'll be right back. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. 
As the founder of BeWell Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. BeWell is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, BeWell offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Um, And we're back and we have more and it's really exciting. So um, I know that we want to talk about the certification program and how you become a certified girl empowerment coach, which just sounds amazing. And Anisha has something she wants to bring in. Before we get started, she wants, she's got something she wants to I go I think back. it's important, right? So yeah, it's really, you know, important. I did a deep dive into your website, of course, and you have this quote that really resonated with me. So it's, I want women to know they can earn unapologetically for the valuable work they do. And I thought about, I feel like the message to me has been, I can't do good and do well at the same time. You know, when I decided to go into social work, I left a job where I was in sales and I'll never forget. My brother was like, what are you doing? Like, why would you not want to make money anymore? Like you make money. And I was just thinking that, um, I do want to make money. Wait a minute. Like, I still want to help people. I want to help people who look like me have that safe space for them to, you know, kind of express their thoughts and feelings to feel seen, heard and understood. But I don't want to be in a poor house as I do it. But the thought was that if I do good, then I wouldn't earn. And so for you to say that you can earn and still do viable work, can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. And everything you said is so, so true, Nisha. It's like, I think that's what we're taught. We're taught that you can't do good and do well. I can't believe you use those exact words because on my previous website, it literally says <laughs> do good and do well. Yeah. Um, because I think we can. I think... Uh, A lot of us think that there are so many aspects to this I want to address. But the first thing is, I think we feel like we shouldn't earn for our service work. Mm. Like If we're being of service, if we're lending a hand, we think that we should be giving it away for free. And I just want to change this narrative so badly because, you know, for me as a coach, when I first started, I was like, no, I'll, you know, I'll just, you know, do it for free and I'll do it for her for free and for her for free. And what was I doing? I was tapping myself out energetically because I, I just couldn't give anymore. I was tapping myself out financially. I wasn't making money. And so if I'm not making money, I cannot reinvest in my business. I can re- not reinvest in myself and I cannot sustain this thing that I so deeply want to do in the world. That was coaching, right? So I stepped into girl life and I started running these workshops. And I will tell you that there were people who said to me, you're going to charge money for that. I was like, you know what? I am. I am going to charge money for that. You know why? Because we need this. 
And if I don't charge money for this service, this very valuable service that I am providing, then I cannot continue to provide it. I just cannot. There's only so much I can do. And so I truly believe that a reason, one of the reasons Girl Life has been successful is because I've owned that for myself. I'm unapologetic about my capacity to earn for doing this work. And I've set the same model up for my facilitators. And I tell them they all have that same feeling like I'm going to charge money for this. And I say to them, you know what? You 100% are, and you're going to love every minute of it. And you are giving people a gift. We are providing a gift for these girls. We are providing a gift for their parents. And, you know, don't shortchange yourself. And so I want us women to step up and do this healing work, do the spiritual work and earn for this good work and stop apologizing. <laughs> okay. I, I'm in love with your message. And I mean, Anisha and I have been together for a very long time. We both went to social work school where the message is deprivation. <laughs> right. Like, and it, the message is deprivation. And also if that's the case, then social work schools should be fucking free. You can delete it that. Should be cheaper. <laughs> it oh should my be, goodness. It, should, it be should be way cheaper. But that being said, I think like when I created my business, it was as just fighting against the grain of like what happens as women, it's a women driven industry. We are burnt out, tired, expected to work eight, 10, 12 hours a day with caseloads that made no sense for pit, for not enough money. And I know as you were talking and we were talking about um, and about all the work that you're doing and amazing, I was like, like that old feeling of exhaustion. Like I used to work with this age group and I was, in, I loved it and I couldn't sustain it. When I created the group, it was so that women like Anisha, like myself could have a place where we could go and get paid and do good. That's what we're doing. And it's important. Like we have to, we have to be able to do that in order to continue to bring it back out into the world. And what an amazing model too, for the young women, because there is that mirror of as you're young and coming up, like, yes, you're going to have these feelings, but the, also your facilitator isn't burned out and razzled. <laughs> Like, like she's there and she's able to be present because this is an energetic exchange. Yes. There is like, it's an energy, like you're, you want some, you, we're going to all work together to create more of a balance and bring people up. It's, uh, it's so empowering to use the language. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, you know, when those girls are witnessing us as the facilitators, like really living our truth and doing something that we love, because it's obvious we're doing it because we love it because we're showing it and mm -hmm. we're there and we're present. That encourages them to also believe, you know what? I can earn money for doing something that I love. I don't just have to become a lawyer or a doctor. I can be, a okay, guys, I'm so sorry about all. My computer is going insane. My daughters are, are trying to reach me because like, why wouldn't they in the one hour? In the same I house. <laughs> I apologize for all of the noise that my computer is making. Um, this, is, this is the first podcast that monkey hasn't been on. So barking and you, there is downstairs where you can't hear it, but there's like a smoothie definitely being made right now for sure. in my big open laugh. So we hear you girl. Don't you worry about it. Let it, let it ding. It's good to be. It's good to be wanted. 
Absolutely. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that, but I'm going to finish the thought that I was, that I was sharing before. Like my daughters are into music. They they're in a band. One of them plays guitar very seriously. The other one is the vocalist and she plays the keys, all of this, whatever. I can't tell you how many people have said to my daughters, girls, you know, it's great that you're doing music. It's wonderful that you are practicing your passion, all of it, but don't ever think this is going to be your career. And I just want to shake them because I'm like, you know what? We can't stunt their growth in this way. Mm -hmm. We have to stop with this limited thinking. One Another passion I have is telling girls, girls, you know what? There is such a gift inside of you that needs to be shared, whatever it is. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you do, you do, you do something, something that's your magic to share and only yours. We shouldn't be taught that that has to be compartmentalized. There is space if they should desire to actually earn money for doing that thing that they love. Like I can't imagine my daughter right now, if you told her she'd wake up at eight in the morning, play guitar all day, Mm -hmm. she would jump at that opportunity. And, and so these people are putting this limited thinking in her mind. Like, you, you know, the only way to be a musician is to be on stage or, you know, to be in a band, there are a million and one things you could do as a musician and earn money and earn abundantly. So that's just another piece of all this. When those girls witness facilitators in their glow, in their bliss, we are giving them permission to also step into theirs. Your passion doesn't have to be a hobby. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're kind of taught. Like if it's your passion, you don't have to do that on the side. You know, you got you to get a real job, whatever that means. And so for you to teach them so early in life that you don't have to limit yourself. When I feel like as a girl, everything felt restricted and limited. Yeah. It was never just sky's the limit. Felt yeah. like the limit was the sky. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yes. Absolutely. So what can our listeners expect from one of your your trainings, right? Like I know you do like these master classes and these trainings. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So something that we offer a free masterclass that I offer once every couple of months in my Facebook group, teaching women. I mean, I teach on a lot of different topics. One is on mindset, which is all about imposter syndrome and perfection paralysis and how as women, we, we stop ourselves before we've even tried something that's, that's on our hearts. Mm -hmm. So there's the mindset, but there's another one. um, And that is like, teaching women how to literally run their first profitable girls empowerment workshop. One empowerment workshop, we teach you how to, how to run that in your own community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is my, my offering to, to the people in our Facebook group. And then they get a little bit of a taste of what would it be like if I were to step into this role? What would it be like if I w- woke up every morning knowing that I get to make a career out of empowering girls and introducing them to their superpowers? So they get this taste of it. And then some go on to become cert, cert, certified, hello, <laughs> certified in our program, and they become certified girl life facilitators where they actually get to lean into this as a full time career and they get to run businesses around being in the girls' empowerment space. So you have women running these programs all over the globe. We do. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. must feel amazing for you. 
Oh, I can't tell you how much it really does because I wake up every morning and I get on my phone and I see pictures from all the different workshops, you know, the facilitators are Mm -hmm. posting on Instagram and Facebook and here's one in Germany and here's one in Sweden and here's one in Africa and here's one in India. It's like, there's nothing like it. And to hear stories about how the girls in different parts of the world are responding to our curriculum and how they all, at the end of the day, just need the same thing, right? Access to those inner tools. It's a beautiful thing. I'm proud. I'm so inspired. I mean, that you're making a global impact on girls is absolutely amazing. That's 1000% incredible. Um, is there, this is, and I don't know if this is a thing, but like, do the facilitators ever come together globally? So we- Like a global summit of so girl life? And it's so good that you mentioned this because one of our facilitators in California just said, she's like, we need a retreat. We need to do a retreat. We need to all meet each other. We do all come together on Zoom mm-hmm. a couple times a month, but we have not as of yet physically shared a space. And like, I, I can't wait to be able to do that one day. Well, and while you were talking, what I was thinking is that like, so you created this program now, right? At this time in your life, right? And then- it's so healing for the facilitators who didn't have access to this, right? Like you have to, you get to like hang out and like, there's nothing more fun to me than to hang out with te- like me personally, I'm a perpetual teenager. So like, give me a group of teenage girls. I'm in a thousand percent. Like I can like hang out with them all day. And then, but like, even at the younger ages, like at five, six, seven, eight, like you get to just like get down into that and heal that part of yourself as you're with them yes. in a whole new way. I mean, you, yes, it's girl life and yes, we're empowering young women and yes, you're bringing that up, but you're also creating a space for women to heal in a whole nother way, right? Like women who may not have thought to earn, right? Like we're teaching young women to earn, but we're like, we're showing grown women that they can have an empowered life at the same time. It's a, it's so awesome. <laughs> it's just thank, thank you, Diana. And it's so intuitive of you, such an intuitive observation that yes, first and foremost, our program aims to heal the young girl within. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much, so much that we all struggled with. I know personally, when I was growing up, I, I struggled a lot. I had severe anxiety. I didn't like my reflection in the mirror. I I hated myself. I, I didn't know one good thing about myself. I just didn't. And I remember that young girl and she's such a big part of my why for doing the work that I do is remembering her and remembering how lost she was and how insignificant she felt and holding her, right? Holding her, holding on to her in everything that I do giving her all the tools she may not have had access to at the time and taking her with me for this ride. So, Mm -hmm. so your observation is so true. We first and foremost use this curriculum to heal that young girl, to give it to her in a way that she never had access to it. And then we fly, right? Then we walk our talk. Then it becomes super real and authentic for us to share with the girls. It's amazing. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for all girls, but like, even as you're talking, like I, one of my biggest 
fears still, and I've done a lot of internal work is I'm always like, if I run into somebody like from middle school or I have a conversation, I was like, I think I was so mean. And I like, I have to literally call a friend of mine that I've known since I was eight. And I was like, but was I mean? Like, was I mean? She's like, I don't know who you think you were, but like, I take that with me. Like, was I, was I that? I don't think I, but I get confused. And that is just the image that I have of myself and like not being able to integrate it. Sometimes it's just, it's like, I might even, I'm going to get like every podcast. I'm getting a little teared up. It's so, it's so special. It's just so special what you're doing to be able to like, and let that part come through and heal and sit and like sit with you in a different way. I love it. I just love it. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. And I hope, I hope you can look at that young girl yourself as a young girl. Without judgment, right? Without judgment, oh, I try. The way you would at at a young girl who is not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you deserve that same love. I try. I try to look at her. Good. Be a little nicer to her. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, like the patterns of like how hard you were on yourself definitely show up all the time. Absolutely. I'm thinking. Hopefully, your facilitators can be more compassionate with themselves after kind of helping these young women and knowing that they are also healing themselves at the same time mm-hmm. to give them the messages that you they didn't get. And how do you heal that little girl within through the work that you're doing? So, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about it, the work that you're doing, well, they say that, you know, if you teach a woman or you you help a woman, like she go ahead and takes that message out to like, her whole family, right? Like the men in her family, the women, her grandparents, everybody, everyone gets the message. She teaches everyone. And so the work that you're doing is going to um, resonate with so many and is going to touch so many. Oh, the ripple effect is real. Yeah. Educate women because it changes the world. It changes the world. Sure. It really does. And what you said, Adnisha, about how we share as women, like when we when we have a, a new mascara that we love, we want to tell our girlfriend, everybody. right? <laughs> like, but what, like whatever it may be, we've discovered something awesome and we can't wait to scream it off of the rooftops. That's what we do as women. We share, we're sharers of information. And so, yes, when I discovered this, I wanted to scream it off of the rooftops and creating this curriculum was me screaming it off the rooftops because together we can do so much more. On my own, I could only impact the girls in my community. Now with this model, we get women everywhere who have the ability to go out there and scream it off of their rooftops and share it with their girls and cause their own ripple effects that will hopefully last and build every generation. Lady, I am so uh, moved and excited and inspired and wish I knew a five-year-old girl to send to your group, but I'm going to find some. (laughs) Um, I'm already thinking about it. So (laughs) 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 I'm like, I just, uh, yeah. And I'm like, one of us is going to sign up for, for something. <laughs> I'm like, do I have time? Do I have time to sign up? That's, I'm always thinking, do I have time? I always do want I to have, try to Do time. I have time? How, can we, how can we offer this at Be Well? I'm like thinking like all the things. Tell everybody where to find you, when your next workshop is, how to get to certification program that is, it's like open enrollment, right? Always open uh, for anyone who who's ready to step into a new role in their community. Where can you reach me? So my website is www.getgirlpower.com. Oh, my, 
Yeah. Nice girl. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Instagram is at girl life empowerment. We have trainings happening, the free trainings happening in our Facebook group all the time. All you have to do is go into the group section of Facebook and type in the business of empowering girls impact plus profit. That's the training group. Uh, what else can I share? I have a podcast. It's called the empowering her podcast, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I think that's it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Thank you for being here. This was fun. This This was super fun. Yes. There's so many things. There's so many things. I'm going to start listening to that podcast right I away. Mm-hmm. Whenever we have a guest, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in all the pieces. I, I think that that's the beauty of us as human beings. There's so many pieces of us. We do so much. We do. Um, sometimes people know, sometimes they don't, but we do so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways to get your message out into the world. So. And thank you, you for, for sharing messages like mine all week long. Like it's so beautiful what you're doing. This is your way of screaming it off of the rooftops. Yeah. And I am very we scream grateful. it. We scream what we can as loud as we can. Yeah, you do. <laughs> all right. Listen, ladies, it's time for the last hurrah. What do you got for us today, Anisha? Oh, so Melody, I have questions for you that have nothing to do with what we talked about today. Oh, I love it. Yes. So you have to sing a karaoke song. Mm. What song do you sing? What's your song? Oh, God. I so- thought you were going to make her sing karaoke, but go on. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I have so many. I mean, it's either going to be a Soundgarden song. Okay. Or it's going to be a Blue Rodeo song. And nobody has any clue what I'm talking about because I'm from Canada. <laughs> And that is a Canadian band. So there's that. Or I'm singing Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like the well-roundedness of your choices, depending on what depending on what karaoke bar you roll up to. There I you like go. it. I like it. <gasps> so as a mom of twin girls, I think this will be a good one. What's your most used emoji? I'm pretty sure you're using emojis with them sometimes. <laughs> all the time. Okay. So when you're laughing really hard, right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys use. I use the, the like diagonal human with like the tears coming out. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I know that one, but what I'm learning, what I'm learning, and I might be teaching you something new today here is that when you're laughing so hard, you're dead. So you should actually be using the skeleton emoji. So I said, oh, girl, your kids are 14, right? My kids are 14. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hear it. <laughs> you laugh, I'm dying. And I'm putting the skeleton emoji now instead of the diagonal tearing emoji. Well, <laughs> I love I do, it. <laughs> that I do like learning about the different, like where the different, the etiquette, because right. emoji etiquette is real, right? Like, and it's also one of those things that ages the shit out of you because you have like, if you are not with a 14 year old or somebody, and like, if you think about it, like I have a young person in a younger person in my life. And every time she says something that she thinks is funny, she's like, I'm dead. It never would have dawned on me (laughs) to like use the skeleton emoji. Now, you know, now now I know. Now you're going to see so cool. 
You're going to seem so either cool. Either that or like somebody's going to be so confused. Or she's by- going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have to like see who, who I send it to, who gets it. Right. That'll right. be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It I know is. we I, in that same crying emoji. Didn't you hear like skinny jeans out? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. One hundred. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with no more skinny jeans. I didn't love the look anyway. I'm but... fine with no more jeans, leggings all day, every day. You know, Cute that's, sweats. That's, that's exactly the thing that. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Melody. This was thank amazing. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.